Sunday Live on 91.3 FM Stereo. Sunday Live. Well, 46 after 7 in the AM. Welcome back. Now, South Africans are generally people who socialize with family and friends. When the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown was first introduced behind uh, people, people had difficulty adjusting to the new rules of social distancing and the psychology behind it. A recent study has investigated how social distancing during a pandemic can affect the elderly in a rural South Africa. Joining us online is researcher and study co-author uh, MRC Advits Rural Health, and that is Dr. Ryan Wagner. Good morning, Dr. Ryan. Good morning, Mohammed. Thank you for having me on your program. And, uh, good morning to your listeners. Thank you well. so much for your time. Now, please tell us a little bit more about your study, some of the methods used, and uh, maybe from the offset, uh, uh, in which direction was it heading? Sure, absolutely. Very happy to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so globally, there's really been a push um, over the last several years to understand aging and what um, what is in, involved in healthy aging. And obviously, with the current COVID-19 um, pandemic situation, this places um, additional burdens on on specifically older people, all of us really, but but older people specifically. Um, and and so, what our study was really aiming to look at was how cognition um, was associated with social interaction mm -hmm. amongst older people. Um, so this work took place in rural Pumalanga at the MRC Vip Agincourt Research Unit. Um, and basically what we did was we interviewed about 5,000 um, people over the age of 40, and we asked them questions about their social networks, looking at who they interacted with, how often they interacted with these individuals, and the reasons for that interaction. Mm -hmm. And then we also asked them some questions about their cognition um, and, and how, how they, you know, how they you know, we're able to remember certain things and things like that. And what we're able to find by doing this study is we were able to find that people that had cognitive impairments, so people that had more difficulty with their memory, more mm -hmm. difficulty in making decisions, mm -hmm. uh, more, more difficulty in um, following patterns, actually had smaller social networks, um, both in terms of the size as well as the geographic kind of distribution of these networks. So oftentimes, you know, these people with cognitive impairment would have fewer fewer people in their networks and these people would be in their households. Mm -hmm. and, and so that really kind of begs the question, you know, in terms of, in terms of the COVID situation, what is the, what is the effect? Mm -hmm. and, and what we hypothesize is that the effect could actually be greater in the sense that, you know, these older people are even more socially isolated because of these necessary regulations. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, you know, there may be even a further kind of detrimental impact to their, to their cognitive functioning. Wow. Um, and, mm -hmm. and so it's a concern. So uh, I'm sure in, in, just apart from cognition and then aging, I mean, um, you know, social distancing also hampers the, the type of emotion shared and expressed in the physical space, not just uh, in older people and younger couples and, uh, uh, you know, people who enjoy and thrive on that type of interaction. So uh, d did the study also share some bit or some insight into the, the, the cognition interplay with emotions uh, in terms of the social connection? So, so that's a good question. So, I mean, this was a quantitative study. So okay. unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to get into a lot of kind of depth in terms of, you know, what the interactions um, were for. Mm -hmm. um, that said, you know, obviously emotional connection and emotional interaction is a very, very important component of that. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of two points. One, you know, this is a longitudinal study and there's additional waves of data 
um, that are currently being collected in the time of COVID. Mm -hmm. And some of those additional ways do have more detailed questions on the type of interaction that that, that is occurring. Mm -hmm. um, the one kind of interesting finding was that um, individuals with cognitive impairment were um, less likely to be married. Okay. Um, and, and so, you know, as, as you kind of rightly mentioned, Mohammed, um, you know, it could be that there's an emotional toll um, component to this as well. Mm -hmm. And that if you don't have the emotional support in life, um, especially kind of in, in kind of middle and, and older ages, mm -hmm. this may have a detrimental impact on, on, one's, on one's cognitive function. Uh, interesting from this entire research, uh, uh, you know, conducted was that it focused on rural Fumalanga. Now, mm -hmm. would you have thought or would you think, uh, perhaps comparative to other studies, would this have been any different in, uh, uh, in individuals coming from, you know, affluent areas in terms of social dis distancing and uh, the, the effect on cognition? Sure. So, so that's a, another great question, you know, and, and the reason it was focused at Rural, in, in Rural Pumalanga is because there's a dedicated um, research site, the MRC, that's Adjunct Court Research Site, that's really been in existence for the last 25 years, mm -hmm. looking at population health. Right. And, um, and we, you know, we, we believe that Adjunct Court is, is, which is the name of the research site, is generally representative of Rural South, uh, rural South Africa. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, it is a more impoverished area and mm -hmm. compared like you said to a more um a, 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 um a location of kind of a higher higher income status or, or more resources you're going to have more resources and you're mm -hmm. going to be able to overcome likely some of the um the barriers some of the regulations that uh, are in place due, due to COVID and the like and what i mean by that is you'd likely have more access to for example um cell phones or, mm -hmm. or computers um you'd have maybe more access to airtime mm -hmm. that would allow you to engage um, more in in um in your social networks mm -hmm. um, so yes that's cer certainly certainly a consideration it's certainly a possibility um, and it would be something very interesting to explore further Wonderful. Now, one of, some part of your study focused on protective factors, and one of them that stands out is uh, education and the role that it plays against aging-related cognitive decline and dementia. Uh, yeah. You look at South Africa's rural population, many of them are black South Africans who never had access to education or very basic education you know, pre-apartheid uh, and so a little bit after or post-apartheid. Uh, besides education, are there other factors, uh, perhaps in rural communities, that can be also used as protective factors against aging and uh, cognitive decline? Sure. Um, absolutely. And, and maybe just taking a step back for mm -hmm. your listeners, um, you know, cognition is really about higher function, higher mental kind of processes. So, so when we talk about kind of cognition, we're talking about um, the processes that allow us to think, um, to remember, to make judgments, to, to, to problem solve. Mm -hmm. And globally, what's been shown is that um, education, formal education, has been associated with higher cognitive um, function later in life and, and less cognitive decline. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason for that, we believe, is because higher um, formal education um, creates something called a cognitive reserve in individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and cognition and, and this whole field is, is, is still very new in a way in terms of kind of understanding kind of the multifaceted nature of this. Mm -hmm. And so as you rightly point out, there's a number of different dimensions to this and risk factors and protective factors that could play a role in one's cognitive trajectory as they age. So there's certain things that we can't, you know, control like our age, you know, as, as we age, 
you know, we, we expect that there's going to be some physiological decline. Mm-hmm. Formal education, that occurs earlier in life, and again, that's maybe not something we can control. Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. are aspects of, of uh, or, or I should say risk factors or determinants that we can potentially control. So things right. like very simple things like eating healthy, mm-hmm. you know, trying to exercise, you mm-hmm. know, going out for a walk, um, getting good sleep. Um, if, if one is a smoker, you know, quitting smoking um, and really keeping the brain active. And this is a little bit where, um, you know, COVID-19 comes in. When I talk about keeping the brain active, so if you are able to read, um, reading is great, you know, doing crossword puzzles, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. that social interaction is really, really important as well. Um, you know, talking with friends, talking with you know, family members and neighbors um, is a really important thing to keep our brain active and, and hopefully prevent or, or mitigate some of this decline. Mm. There's no kind of one silver bullet. All of these things kind of work together. Right. Um, and we can't kind of ass- assign at this point a proportion, you know, saying social interaction or decline social interaction is responsible for this amount mm-hmm. of, of social decline. So all those things can be kept in mind. Wonderful. Now, I mean, one can argue that, uh, you know, COVID-19 would have been a barrier for people or elderly living in rural area because of social distancing might lead to cognitive decline. But if you look at the general strata and the general uh, status quo of um, some of the elderly people living in, uh, for instance, old age home who may have their own financial abilities and are disconnected from kids, disconnected from society. You know, their daily routine is just relatively, um, you know, part of the old age home. But living in that type of environment away from, you know, socially connecting to family, friends, old colleagues, and um, would that also perpetuate a cognitive decline? Absolutely. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's, it's certainly something to consider both kind of in terms of the current COVID situation, but mm-hmm. just generally as well, you know, ensure, ensuring that the older persons of our society are um, engaging socially is really important, you know, and I, so I think us perhaps that aren't older persons quite yet, you know, I think we have a mandate to reach out to our older family members or older friends um, and, and engage with them, um, recognizing how important that social social interaction is. Um, in terms of their in terms of their cognition, um, and that's above and beyond obviously the, the vulnerability that um, just being in enclosed spaces places on older older people in terms of this, this COVID nineteen mm-hmm. uh, pandemic. One of the things that also has drastically um, you know taken South Africa from being you know at the peak of uh, disease burden is HIV associated neurocognitive decline. Um, mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. with the COVID nineteen social distancing, I mean. It's, it's too short a time to say, but uh, um, out of your study and any prospect coming thereof, uh, would, would the COVID-19 lockdown add to that decline even further in people who already have existing decline? Sure. Another great question. And, and you're absolutely right, Mohammed. You know, HIV has been associated with um, cognitive decline and, and neurological kind of disorders generally. And so when we think about cognition, we think about a trajectory, mm-hmm. you know, so somebody starts at point A and moves to point B. And, you know, as you age, unfortunately, you know, A to B is, is going down. You know, you, you physiologically, there, there's a decline. Mm-hmm. And HIV is another kind of component that can affect that decline. So mm-hmm. certainly, you know, we would expect that, you know, if somebody has HIV associated um, neurological decline, you know, that potentially, you know, COVID could cause that decline to occur faster. You know, one of the good things that we've noticed over the last decade or so is that ARVs have really helped to reduce 
the most severe type of HIV um, neurological disorder or HIV associated neurological disorder, which mm-hmm. is HIV dementia. Um, but you absolutely rightly point out that HIV is, is still really another important um, risk factor component mm-hmm. to the to the cognitive decline equation. Just to quickly say, and this was kind of an interesting finding from our study, mm-hmm. we actually found kind of surprisingly that people with HIV and people with hypertension actually had a slightly higher cognitive function, specifically mm. in our study, which actually goes against you know some of the global literature. Right. And we actually think that may be due to something we call kind of a survivor effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people that are in our cohort are actually healthier. And unfortunately, those that had a more severe, um, severe kind of case of, of HIV actually passed away prior to the introduction of ARVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful, Dr. Ryan. Thank you so much for sharing insight from your study. Very much needed in terms of uh, uh, you know, prospective going forward and the impact that social distancing can have, uh, you know, on cognitive ability, cognitive decline, and uh, furthermore, uh, you know, bringing about some sort of uh, uh, perhaps clarity, perhaps support for our clinicians practicing out there. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mohammed. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Well, Dr. Ryan Wagner speaking to us uh, all the way from uh, WITS and University of Advantistrand. He is basically an NRF, uh, NRF-rated epidemiologist who holds a BA in neuroscience from the USA, Masters of Science from WITS, and a PhD in global health from uh, Sweden. So he's been with the MRC uh, for the past 12 years, and he's giving us some insight into the effects of COVID-19, uh, well, particularly social distancing and how that affects the cognitive ability. And we can understand and we can acknowledge why and how that is. So, well, it is 59 after 7.